0: Welcome to the Galveston Ghost Podcast. I'm your ghost host, Jim O'Neill, and we have made it to episode number 14. And on this episode, if you've been to Galveston, it's about a place that you probably have been. Everybody has been to Murdoch's. And ghost hunter Kate has a story from an employee who worked there for some time, and has got some interesting things to talk about. By the way, if you have a story you'd like to tell us, call us at 409-741-3400. And it may be included on a future episode of the Galveston Ghost Podcast.
1: BOI. Once a BOI, always a BOI. I had been working on the island for almost a year before I had heard the term, born on island. Well, whether you're born on the island or have been there for weeks, months, or years, there truly is a special connection between people and the island. The island is a magical place. On a lovely afternoon, I had the chance to sit and talk with a BOI by the name of Tara. We sat in the breezeway at Murdoch's as I listened to her tell all about her very interesting ghost stories. What's your relationship to Galveston, Island? I was born and raised here. Really? Born at UTMB, both my girls are born at UTMB, my husband, born at UTMB, we have all born and raised. I'm Even though we don't live here anymore, I'm going to have my third at UTMB because you got to keep the Galveston. Uh, We were talking about ghosts and spirits and Mm -hmm. paranormal activities. Yes, ma'am. You've had that experience. Yes, yes, here at Murdoch's. So Murdoch's was the first job I ever had. It's a very fun place to work at, but it gets hot during the summer and you're always constantly moving, moving quickly. People are walking past you. And one of those experiences is over here at the mermaid side. Murdoch's is split into two sections. So this is Murdoch's side, and this is the mermaid side. And I was working mermaid side, and I was rearranging the hats. And there's a hat table, specifically three tiers, and they have a mirror that's shaped like an L to where it can sit down and you can see everybody passing you. And behind me, as I was putting the, the, the hats, I saw a soldier. But the funny thing about the soldier is he wasn't the same. He wasn't in the same color spectrum as us. He looked more like the sepia. If you've ever seen a picture with the sepia uh, effect to it, that's how he looked passing behind me. And I thought, whoa, well, I must be seeing things. So when I turned around, I didn't see him anymore. Um, the second story that I have is I was driving at night. I had already left Murdoch's to start a new job. But I keep in contact with the managers. I'm, I'm still friends with all three of them. And I was driving this way, um, going towards Wendy's, and on this back side, at the back of Murdoch's, so you can't normally see it, there is a, another porch to where you don't have access to. Nobody's supposed to have access to, even the workers. It stays locked, you're not supposed to go back there. But I saw a woman in a white dress, looking over at the water. And as soon as I saw that, I instantly called one of the managers, who I'm still in contact with, and told her, hey, Miss Linda, I believe that there's somebody at Murdoch's that shouldn't be there. I thought maybe it was a, a person breaking in or, or trying, just who stayed hidden after hours when they shut down. And she informed me that no, that's something that's been seen several times here on the, on the breezeway. And it's a woman in a white flowy dress, long hair, brown hair. But it just happened so quickly, you can't get much more details. And my third experience is I was working again over here at the mermaid side. And I was always in the toy section. So if you look at the toy section, there is a pillar. And the four sides of the pillar, it's shirt, 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 and shirt. And right next to it, there is a tower of plush toys. As I was stocking the plush toys, I was going back to the stock room. I saw somebody out of my peripheral passing in front of the pillar. So I immediately stopped to wait for that person to pass this was on a slow day it's one of the days that you clean and because there's nobody nobody there so you just clean and try to make things look nice I stopped um, and it was a gentleman in a blue and white striped shirt short I mean I got good visuals of him going bald had hair around the sides of his head had glasses and I stopped waiting for him to pass me he didn't pass me And as I turned the corner looking, maybe, thinking that he was looking at one of the plushes. He wasn't there. So that day on lunch, as I was coming back, I've passed this um, little tribute wall that they have dozens of times. Never paid attention to it. But that day I decided to look, and sure enough, I saw Mr. Guyette's picture. That's exactly who I saw passing that I almost ran into. I have no idea. Is there any theories of Um, I don't know. I don't want to speak on that because I don't know. But Miss Linda, she's someone who works here. She's told me that that's just something that she's heard. And the soldier as well, that's somebody um, that has been seen other times. I mean, when you work here and when you're open to it, I truly believe you'll, you'll see it. My husband, he's a police officer. I don't know if you want to hear this. He's a police officer here in Galveston. And he is a complete skeptic. But one night we had everything closed. Um, everybody had already went home. The sensors in here um, are motion-centered. They also have uh, security on the inside. And it only goes off by a certain amount of weight can trigger the sensors. And they got a, a sensor trigger and GPD responded. And it was from the very inside. And sure enough, they checked the cameras, nobody was there. The doors were locked from the outside, and he walked to the grounds, and he told me about it. I'm like, yeah, that's up to par with the things that have happened here at Murdoch's. How did you feel when you saw them? Did it scare you at all, or was it just kind of... No, I thought it, it was just people walking by, and then when I realized it wasn't, I just chalked it up to, this is Galveston. It's a very spiritual city. Mm-mm. but it's very spiritual. yeah it, yes it feels some of it feels residual like seeing mr Gayette um, I only saw him that once but when I did see him it just felt like he was going about his day just looking at stuff walking through the way any of the other owners that you would see walking through because at any given time you'll see the littles walk through and and checking up on their business and it just just felt like he was supposed to be there uh, I, I have a friend whose father. Been on the island his whole life, and he's still doing his kind of daily routine. Mm-hmm. And I think there's just such an allure to this island that some people, when they do go, they're just not mm-hmm. ready to leave. Yes, I also believe being on the water. This is the only gift shop on the water. It's such a conduit, the waves, to just bring all this energy here. Uh, it it just circulates. I agree. It's an amazing place for sure. Mm-hmm. It's expensive to live on the island. It's very expensive and we were lucky enough to find a home that was um, an estate sale. A husband and wife died in the home and I i guess we just attract certain things mm-hmm. if you're open to it and when we walked in to this home that we were looking at it was completely trashed. They were hoarders, they um, were a very old couple and they just couldn't clean so it was trashed. But as soon as we walked in, I told my husband, we knew it was an estate sale, so I told my husband that I saw a woman walking through the hallway, walking to greet us. And he looks at me because he's a skeptic. He says, "This is you're so silly because we already know it was a man died. You're wrong. Enjoy that. <laughs> and sure enough, when we talked to our realtor, he sent out a contractor to make sure everything was okay with the house before we could get it approved by our bank and the contract when he goes in he always jokingly says if there's anybody here i just know i'm coming to check i'm not doing anything wrong and while he was there he heard the garage door sound like it was trying to start because it's an electric start and he heard the door connecting to the garage close. so he decided to go next door to our neighbors and ask what's the history on the house turns out the wife died first in the house and the husband died second. And sure enough, that's exactly who I saw. And as soon as uh, the contractor told my husband that, I looked at him with all of the, all of the glee in the world because I was right. I know what I saw. You can't mistake these things. I do think that people who are open to an attract. I think we're like night lights. I think it can be very dark on the other side. And so, when you finally see something or someone that is is open to having an an interaction with you, you just go for it. And that's it's been my experience at least. Yeah, it's the light on the side for somebody mm-hmm. to connect with. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. I find it interesting that um, I had I hadn't heard the story about you and why you moved before. Mm-hmm. That's something that um, maybe I should ask that. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, we, and my girls, I have two girls. I have a two-year-old and a one-year-old. And my two-year-old, she sees stuff. And maybe it's just because, um, bloodline or, or just the house itself, she'll see stuff every now and then. And we've taught her because it's so prevalent. If she sees something that makes her uncomfortable, you say, you're not welcome here. And you have to leave. And every now and then, on the baby monitor, because she still sleeps with the baby monitor in her own room with her sister, I will hear her say, "You're not welcome here." And then she'll roll over and go back to sleep. That's amazing. Well, I guess you're born, born and raised, boy. Yep, BOI. I laugh and say I'm a bit visiting island. Yeah, you get you, you're an IBC. Once you move here, you'll be an islander by choice. Islander by choice. IBC. <laughs> yeah, we live used to live on a house on 48th and P and the houses, they were, um, house one and number two, they were built by the same gentleman and they're identical on the inside. Um, his sister lived in one and he lived in the one that we grew up in for a long time. And then his sister fell and broke her hip, I believe, at the house that she lived in and moved into The house that we ended up growing up in uh, me and my little brother and it was always a comforting feeling it wasn't anything scary it was this one I believe was a residual haunting of her doing the same thing so often every single day when me and my husband got married he and I lived with my nan and papa and I worked nights at a hotel and he would be at home alone and he's a complete skeptic he does not he does not even like think of it If he does, it's, he tries to keep it out of his mind. He doesn't wanna believe. But when we lived there, uh, he would be by himself and every now and then, he would feel somebody crawl in bed with him. I always positioned that bed in the exact position that she had her bed when she died in that bed because I felt it made her more comfortable. And sure enough, when he would be home alone every now and then, he would feel somebody crawl in bed. Or he would hear somebody say, hey, hey. And he called me twice um, that I can remember when I was working at the
0: hotel. So much fantastic stuff from Tara. The part that really got me was where she compared herself to a nightlight. And uh, the people who are sensitive to this are maybe viewed as a nightlight so those who are looking for somebody to contact from the other side will find them and that's maybe why some people that are more receptive see it more i don't know i'm still a bit on the skeptic side myself but uh, after listening to the rest of her interviews It's pretty compelling stuff and we'll have more coming up on the next episode of the Galveston Ghost Podcast. Tara will tell us about a sighting she had in a hotel she worked at at a graveyard and also uh, something Very interesting from a famous place on the island called The Witchery. And we'll cover all that on the next episode. By the way, we'd like to thank our sponsor for this episode, radiogalveston.com, providing 24-7 commercial free music for the island. So do make sure you subscribe so you're notified when that next episode drops. And we look forward to you joining us again for the next episode right here on the Galveston Ghost Podcast.